This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. This is Alma the Sun. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. The authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails. And I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. How funny how? Like I'm a clown, I amuse you? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it, who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Very stunned. Son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a you thought I was going to say son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light them up. <laughs> it's time for the Cigar Authority. November 15, 2014, broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Today... Mr. Jonathan is on vacation. Chuck Morrison is away with the New England Patriots. Barry Stein is on the wheels of steel as the producer. And today we launch a brand new cigar to the marketplace. A cigar that is hopefully the next big thing for Rocky Patel. A cigar called Prohibition. Joining us will be the regional sales representative, Max Bickler, and the brand ambassador, Jessica Tyen. And what if am that I tying her up? There we go. And if that wasn't enough... We got old Fod Freddy in the aging room. We'll get Debonair and Barry's got cigar news and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of The Cigar Authority. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and perhaps the world that is always broadcast on location. For some reason, I'm nervous today producing. There we go. I don't know what it is. This week from Seabrook and the only show that doesn't just allow smoking, we insist on it. And we ask that you light up along with us. Tune into the cigarauthority.com and watch us live or catch the podcast on demand. Simply set it and forget it on YouTube, iTunes, or Podbean. It's because we have a big audience. For some reason, they knew that you were producing today. So I think it must be everybody came here because of you. I don't know. I got performance anxiety right really? now. Yep. It is not. It is because <laughs> Jessica, I believe everybody is here for her. Um, so uh, it is a brand new launch of uh, Rocky Patel's 
New cigar prohibition, we'll talk about that. Uh, first thing I want to do is get uh, Barry a little relaxed, and what relaxes him is usually a cigar. Without a doubt. All right, so uh, we have chosen, there is two Rocky Patel prohibitions. They're both one size, a Toro, and uh, same exact blend on each, and we'll get into that, but one has a Connecticut Broadleaf, and the other one is a San Andreas Maduro. We're going to go with the Connecticut Broadleaf because we would imagine that that would be milder than the two. We'll see if that uh, takes place, if that's the way it is. But the Connecticut Broadleaf is the one with the brown band. One has a white band, one has a brown band. We'll go with the brown band first. Rocky Patel Prohibition. Um, it is uh, has the little Rocky Patel symbol on it. It's a little simple, thin um, band on it, and um, this is something that will be launched worldwide in about 30 days. They'll come in mason jars, and um, the ones we have right here are bundled. They don't have that mason jar yet, but right now let's get to the official cutting of it, and the official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence, and we'll give this cigar a cut. Uh, it looks like a triple cap on the cigar. Nice, evenly colored wrapper. Yep, dark. Um, they, they're calling one of them the Maduro. It looks like they're both Maduro to me. We'll get into that with Max and Jessica when, when they come up and, and see exactly the way they're, they're calling this. Um, and we're going to choose to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Champ. This is the uh, lighter that is kind of a, a tweener. It's between a tabletop lighter and a pocket lighter. It can be worked either way. It's four jets. Uh, Vertigo makes it. As you hold the lighter down, you'll see uh, those that are watching uh, on video will see that the lighter actually turns red. This is a great lighter for outdoors because with the blue sky or the green grass, if you're golfing, uh, it's a pinpoint accurate uh, spot here. And uh, it works fantastic. It works like a champ. That's why they call it the Vertigo Champ. Now, uh, looking at this lighter, table lighter, uh, walk-around lighter, whatever way you want to call it, uh, looks to me like about a $100 lighter you'd expect to pay for something like this. But not the folks at Vertigo. Um, $29.99. Giant tank, easy uh, refillable with a big adjuster at the bottom. Four jets on it, $29.99. This is a bargain uh, for sure. And uh, great for outdoor use. We're, we're indoors today. We're at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, for the launch of the Prohibition Cigar. But that's the lighter we'll use, so let's give it a try. Barry, I should have tried it before lighting it up, but I didn't. But I have smoked this last night when we had a little launch party on it. Definitely some uh, dark chocolate notes, a little bit of coffee. And we'll try to figure out which one we like best because that's what we do. We're smoking two of the same cigar besides just the only thing is the wrapper. And it, and it makes a big difference. But it's amazing how different the two cigars are when you smoke them side by side, how much the wrapper does change things. Have you done that already? Yes, side I Side by side. Yes, of, course, of course you have. Of course you have, Barry Stein. So um, prohibition. What is prohibition? Uh, a lot of people are going to recall prohibition is is the prohibition on liquor, and that's the kind of the yep. the spin that Rocky has put on it. But tell us about prohibition. Prohibition is the legal act of prohibiting the manufacture, storage, transportation, and sale of alcohol, including alcoholic beverages. The term can also apply to the periods in the histories of the countries during which prohibition of alcohol was enforced. In the first half of the 20th century. 
It was enforced in the following countries from 1907 to 1948 at Prince Edward Island in Canada, 07 to 1992 in the Faroe Islands, 1914 to 1925 in the Russian Empire and the Soviet Union, 1915 to 1933 in Iceland, and beer was still prohibited there until 1989. 1916 to 1927 in Norway, 1919 in the Hungarian Soviet Republic, 1920 to 1933 in the United States. On October 28, 1919, Congress passed the National Prohibition Act, which provided enabling legislation to implement the 18th Amendment. Congress ratified the 18th Amendment on January 16, 1920, and nationwide prohibition began the following day. Almost 100 years ago, they tried this, prohibition on alcohol. Yep, the repeal of prohibition was accomplished with the ratification of the 21st Amendment on December 5, 1933, where states were allowed to set their own laws for control of alcohol. And they all said, yes, let, let there be yes. alcohol. Yes, right. they did, thankfully. But because unfortunately, was, we're heading toward prohibition with cigars, it seems. That is the thing, and that is the point of Rocky Patel trying to make here. So 100 years ago, we saw them try it with alcohol. It was a dismal failure. It brought on the mafia. That was the big Al Capone days and things like that. It brought um, lots of profit to people like Kennedy in that family. That's where they made their fortunes. And uh, it was a big mistake. And now we are starting to see it in the cigar industry. FDA control over tobacco. And we're, uh, um, we have a city right now looking to be the first city. It's actually Westminster. Westminster, Massachusetts. Be the first city in the United States to prohibit tobacco products in their city. Uh, we're not just talking about a smoking ban in a city. We're talking about the sale of tobacco, any tobacco product within a city. Right down the street here in Massachusetts, it's the beginning of prohibition. It is prohibition in the city, but the beginning of it. So uh, Rocky sees this, and uh, he wants to call attention to it. He wants to say uh, this is what's happening in the cigar industry, so you know, and here becomes prohibition. So uh, all of a sudden comes the prohibition cigar. So, Barry, what do you got on uh, this cigar? What do we know about it so far? Well, right now we know that, as you mentioned earlier, it comes packaged in mason jaws of 16. Um, it has roughly an $8 low $8 um, price tag, um, two different wrappers, you know, one being the Connecticut Broadleaf, which we are smoking now, and the San Andreas um, from Mexico, which we will be smoking later on in the show. Yes. Right now, it's a balanced medium, medium plus cigar, straightforward notes of nuts, coffee, and chocolate. According to you or according to them? According to me. Okay. Which is the authority on the subject, so that's good. It's full of body. Oh, it's like my third cigar already, so yeah, my palate's a little bit adjusted. I think they call it medium to full, medium to full. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and the San Andreas is listed as straight medium, okay. I believe. Okay, I'm sure Max and Jessica will be able to uh, clear right. it up for us so a little eight dollar cigar, and we're looking at probably uh, a mid December launch. Uh, looks like a terrible time mid December to launch yeah. something, but. Um, that's what they're doing, and uh, and I know it's a packaging problem, which is uh, usually the, the case of uh, three years to get a cigar produced, and the next thing you know, the problem is packaging, which should be the least. Uh, but I believe they're coming from overseas, which... Right. Everything's overseas. Yep. Every part of it. And so. Two Guys Smoke Shop has a 30-day exclusive on this brand until it's uh, launched nationwide. Yeah, so if you want to give it your first shot to... Give it a try before the brick and mortars uh, and everybody ends up getting it. Uh, we have it um, for as long as um, 
they run out anyway until uh, the ones come in in the mason jar. So the only difference is the uh, mason jar or not the mason jar in it. But if you want to pick up a couple of singles, you certainly can uh, well, with you, us. You can't smoke a mason jar, so. Right. Have you tried that? I haven't tried that yet. But uh, anyway, uh, let me tell you a little about Rocky Patel. Um, those that don't know his story of uh, how Rocky Patel started out and uh, um, why he's such an advocate of what goes on in the cigar industry. And he has been a big advocate for all of us, including you, the listener, uh, the cigar smoker. Uh, Rocky's passion was brought his brand to places never seen by most manufacturers. It started out uh, with Rocky at the Grand Havana Room in L.A., uh, Rocky was a Hollywood lawyer, a lawyer to the to Hollywood stars, um, and he fell in love with cigars at that point. It was 1996 when he bought into Indian Tobacco Cigars. Our friend Phil Zangi from Debonair, who had Indian Tobacco, Rocky actually bought into it as a partner with Phil. And uh, later, Rocky buys it all. He buys it all from him. Uh, he introduces the Edge and the Rocky Patel Vintage um, as he takes over charge uh, of that product. In 1999, we name him the Cigar of the Year, the Rocky Patel Cigar of the Year. Uh, and the rest became history at that point. The history of, the, of uh, Rocky Patel is that he is a hardworking guy, actually the hardest working man in the business. Uh, that's what people call him. Uh, and I, I would say anybody would have a hard problem to uh, fight that uh, because uh, he, he has been... Uh, working not only on great cigars and getting his name out there, but he's all over the place. And his hard work has paid off in a big way, as well-deserved as it is. Rocky is, uh, in his cigars, are among the top-selling cigar brands in the United States and now going out to the rest of the world. Uh, he has the most grueling travel schedule in the business, 300 days on the road per year and over 150,000 miles traveled. He has uh, 600 cigar events in mom-and-pop stores in 750 days. That is the record right now. 600 events at mom-and-pop cigar retailers in the United States in 750 days. Beat that, Mr. Manufacturer, if you're out there. This is what he did, and this is how he ended up building his brand. Uh, and all the while, um, the most frequent visitor in Washington, D.C., which is where he finds Jessica uh, from Washington, D.C., uh, but not there to find Jessica. He goes to Washington, D.C. to fight the legislation put against this industry. He's testified numerous hours in front oh of Congress. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, I went down to Washington, D.C. five times this year. Every single time I went, Rocky Patel was there. I think I go a lot, and every single time I'm there, he is there. So he's there way more than I'm there. We've had a simulcast from C-SPAN on our site showing him testifying uh, before the Senate Finance Committee right, about the, only, the classification of premium cigars. Yep, actually the only one in our industry to do it. So he has done so much. So somebody like this, I think, deserves the support from uh, not only the retail shop owner, but the consumer also because uh, he's fighting for you. Eventually, uh, as taxes and things happen, the consumer is the one that ultimately ends up paying for it. So here's a guy working hard out there to uh, make that happen. So... Uh, He's fighting for all of us. He's very active, and um, despite that, he manages to uh, be the name out there. Uh, all the cigar manufacturers say it, you know, of, of a guy going out there in cigar stores. When you see a lot of that happening, that's a lot of people copying the approach he took to um, building a brand up. And um, some people just can't take a grueling schedule like that. He's been doing it for now uh, almost 20 years. 
So uh, 20 years remains energized, remains coming out with new products. Uh, very exciting. Uh, Rocky Patel is simply good for the cigar industry. That's what it comes down to. So uh, give them a shot. Uh, give Prohibition a shot when it comes out. And um, it's saying something, I believe, to the government is is the big uh, takeaway from that, uh, why it's called what it is and what it is. And uh, I'll, I'll say uh, going early on the cigar to add to that, to make it even uh, even a better statement, it's actually a good cigar. Without a doubt, yeah. in my opinion, it's one of the best things that he's released in recent memory. Not to say his other cigars aren't extremely good. Um, these two definitely stand out. Uh, personally, I prefer the Mexican over the broadleaf. Oh, all right. um, but I believe in time, as you age them, they might equalize or one will surpass the other. Okay. And uh, before uh, we came on the year today, and maybe Max will tell us a little about this too, is the Dec- Decade Cameroon uh, that I had the uh, luck of giving a try before the show started. Classic Cameroon. Excellent. Very smooth. Cameroon's got a sweet component to it, and usually uh, you don't see a lot of Cameroon that's out there, and, and a lot of it that is there, um, some old brands that still use Cameroon, it's kind of dried out, and uh, I don't know if it's aged too long or what ended up happening with it, but there, there hasn't been a lot of pap- popularity with Cameroon, but um, a couple of the best are the Rocky Patel Vintage Cameroon, and now uh, the Decade Cameroon. I think uh, Rocky Patel is doing Cameroon well. Yep, the vintage that you're talking about is the one with the blue label and white writing. Yeah, and what this... year is that, Max? That's the ni- 2003 Cameroon. Yeah, the vintage 2003 Cameroon. You, uh, give that a shot, and you'll notice the sweet components, the Cameroon wrapper. So, and the uh, new Decade Cameroon has a dark brown band with gold writing, uh, kind of a little bit of the inverse from the original Decade line. Absolutely. So those... Uh, here uh, listening, and you, if you're a regular listener to the show, usually you see uh, Mr. Jonathan sitting by my side over here. Mr. Jonathan's taking a vacation uh, he's once at a again. Swing convention. Yeah, he's dancing with guys. Yep. And that's what he does. And uh, listen, don't hate him for it. I'll hate him for it, but you don't have to. And uh, we have Chuck Morrison, who's usually the producer of the show. And he is uh, not vacationing. He's actually at work with the New England Patriots. He came in this morning uh, with a suit and tie on, getting ready for his flight. And he's off with the Pats. Um, and we just have to wait till his season is over to get him back full time with us. But uh, he stopped by and um, made sure you're up and running. So are you up and running? Well, we'll find out in another uh, hour and 40 minutes whether or not this took. So. Really? So, we so far, nobody, nobody's texting me saying, hey, there's nothing going on. So I guess that's a plus. Are you looking at chat box or are you just busy? No, nah, I'm like no. multitasking three different things. I don't think I can handle a fourth. Yeah. So <laughs> so you don't know if anybody's saying I can't hear you, Barry, or anything? No, like but that. I do notice our viewership is going up as the show goes on. So. Well, speaking of that, you want to hold off till next week before you give, uh, give people the information of what's going on with the Cigar Authority as far as viewership? Um, we will hit 1 million downloads sometime this week for the year. For the year. 1 million people listen to this crap. I find it amazing. I really do. 1 million people downloaded and listened to this show so far this year. Ah. And it feels like the tw- it feels like the twenty five people that are here can't wait for this to end. So I, I they can know, enjoy right? Cigar, so and they're shaking their heads up and down. It's true. <laughs> a million people. So let, let's take a, a major publication like Cigar Aficionado magazine. They don't produce one million magazines in the course of a year. Not even yeah. close. 
So there's, you know, less than a million people reading that publication. And you got more than a million people listening and downloading and listening to two hours of this dribble. I, I'm, you know, blown away. I'm thinking they need to listen to it two or three times just to understand what the two of us are saying. <laughs> I mean, this might be the only radio show in the history that needs subtitles. Right. It, it's amazing. I don't know. But uh, I'm loving it, and it's it's almost five years of doing it, so we built it on, and, and thank you for being a listener and downloading it and telling, obviously, other people to do it because it continues to build week after week, dramatic buildup as it's going on. And hats off to you, Barry, for getting the word out since the, uh, the short time you're with us. I appreciate yeah. it. We've seen a 50% increase over the last uh 21 weeks or so. Yeah. And we're still growing on average of 15 to 20% per month. It's so. the place to go, Mr. Manufacturer. If you're if you're watching this and you've been watching it, this is where to, to uh not a little pitch from me. This is where to put your money, I would say. I gotta tell you something. You this feels to... a little awkward to me today. Yeah. Usually I'll break Jonathan's chops with a little jokes. I can't do that to you because you could fire me. No, I would never. <laughs> this is not uh the retail shop we we're in with this is the this is our little gig here and uh whatever. You got something to bust, bust them. Because um we're we're short two uh people to to talk to and, and bring into it. So uh, that's what we got. But you know what I'd like to do is actually go to break okay. so that we can get back and, and bring in Jessica. And we'll bring in Max. We'll bring them in together, and they'll help us out. So we're going to go to break. Uh, when we come back, she is the brand ambassador to Prohibition Cigars. And he was the finalist on the amazing race. We've got some stars here, some star power going on. Jessica Tyan and Max Bickler from Rocky Patel Cigars and Prohibition Cigars will join us when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Make room, make shit that booty. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I've worked long and hard to create a Cameroon cigar. We've been saving Cameroon wrappers for seven years to come up with the perfect cigar, the Vintage 2003. This cigar has a Cameroon wrapper from Africa, delivers a sweet taste, medium-bodied, a ton of flavor, yet it's smooth on the palate. If you've never tried the Vintage 2003, please go out and try one, because this Cameroon cigar is going to deliver everything you're seeking. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. Without, it's not your grandfather's cigar. Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. 
What do you think of this cigar? So. I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a hair. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For may we humbly suggest worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Rudy from the chat box up in Canada, where, yes, we celebrate Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Hanukkah. We even have electricity and the internet. You're listening to the Cigar Authority right here on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back. And we're back with no uh, music in the back, but okay. These things are going to happen. That's the way it's going to be, right? Yeah. Okay. You're uh, you're listening to the Cigar Authority. It's a weekly broadcast about cigars and the nonsense surrounding it. Outlawing uh, liquor in the 1920s and now cigars in 2014. Both ridiculous, but both could happen. Look out, everybody. Uh, this might be coming our way. With us is Jessica Tyen and Max Bickler from Rocky Patel Cigars. Welcome aboard. All right, Dave. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Thank you. All right, Max, we all know you did the amazing race that you're Rocky Patel rep, but doesn't matter. The question is, <laughs> Jessica, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> so you've been with Rocky Patel now for at least a couple of months. I believe you came up to uh, Salem, New Hampshire, the beginning of October, I believe mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. So you have a little time under your belt, but how did you hook up with Rocky Patel? Well, originally he was just looking for a model when he was redoing his website, that video, the intro video. And so I flew down for that. And when we met, we ended up hitting off the whole family niche, Nimish and Rocky. And he found out that I actually do smoke cigars. So, so. folks, she's talking about a video. <laughs> if you want to see this, RockyPatelCigars.com. Is that right, Max? That's right. Rocky Patel. Oh, no, it's just RockyPatel.com. Oh, just RockyPatel.com. Oh, yeah, we got oh. the big one. All right. So this is uh, because this is going to be a lifestyle thing here. Right. RockyPatel.com. You go on there, and there's a video. You click the video immediately. It's right on the front page of it, and pretty interesting video to begin with. It's not your, your average guy with the hat on and uh, on, with the horse in the tobacco fields. This is a <laughs> this is a whole thing going on. Occupational lifestyle. Lifestyles, right? And the girl coming out of the hot tub. It's worth it's worth the value right there. <laughs> That's Jessica. Yeah, be, right before that happens, there's a guy at the poker table when they're making it rain with the with the money, and that's, that's Max that's sitting right. to your left. That's right, and that definitely worth a worth a view of, of a minute of a view there. Anyway, so you get hired to go do that video, mm -hmm. and there's a few girls that are in that video. Yeah, they hired a couple models to come and shoot, and. Um... I guess I was the one that they you liked. Were the one they picked, <laughs> as you can see well, in it. There but wasn't like an open casting for this job. I think after we hit it off and he knew that I liked cigars and wanted to learn more about it, he um, thought it would be a good fit. And your dad kind of pushed you along? 
Well, he is definitely supportive of it. He likes the benefits. Yes, yeah. yeah. So your dad's a cigar smoker he and is, likes it. Yeah. So that's good. So now it's good. The family gets gets in on it. You end up uh, uh, getting called back to say uh, if you're interested in. Uh, yeah, we. I came back down to Naples. My parents have a house there, so I was staying there, and we just kind of went out, had a dinner, and we talked about what I would do and. And what what exactly are you going to do? So Prohibition is my brand. I'm representing it. I'm in the ads. Um, I was just in Scar Snob, but all the Cigar Aficionado ads and everywhere else, they'll be similar to that one yeah. there. And uh, I'll be going to all the Prohibition events, every launch party, anywhere that has Prohibition, I will show up. That's it. So yeah. Prohibition is not going to be Rocky Patel in front of it. It's you in front of it. Rocky Patel behind it. Yes, it's mine. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's that's big because Rocky Patel's a front guy. Yeah, he I is. I would say, He's right? sharing the limelight. Yeah, so this is the beginning of something big. Hopefully, it's going to work. Um, when does this whole thing start as far as you going out doing Rocky Patel? Pro, or It's just Prohibition, right? It's not Rocky. No. Well, I've been doing Rocky Patel events for about six months now. So I've been on the road every week. Uh, but once Prohibition is out, which is going to be mid-December, it'll be solely Prohibition events that I'm going to. And all across the country? Yes. Out of the country? Eventually. We're working on stuff outside of the country. Really? Also. So you're all in here? I'm all in. You're yeah. all in. <laughs> so you'll be at the trade shows. You'll mm -hmm. be at uh, everything that happens. So look for it. You'll end up seeing on Rocky's site is, is all the different event schedules and things anyway. So you can find her there. And uh, she knows about cigars, folks. She's not just a pretty face. If we could backtrack, oh. you, yeah. you mentioned that you smoke cigars. How did you begin? You know, where did it start for you? What made you go towards cigars? Well, it was a little social, and also my father has been into cigars for a while now. So I would go outside with him, and we'd share one, or he'd talk about what his new favorites are. And I would just listen, pretty much. And then me and my best friend, Stephanie, we would share one. Um, I wasn't like an aficionado. I didn't have my own humidor at the point. I just kind of knew like, oh, this one I don't really like. This one I do like. Um, but then when I wanted to learn more, I we dove in really deep and I learned everything from farming and even worked in some retail stores to figure out your end of sure. the business. Yeah. Excellent. Well taught, well thought out. Uh, where did you come from before um, this? I was modeling as as my career as my job and i i still do but now i'm rocky patel's model and i travel for him yeah so who did you do modeling for would anybody see you in anything uh i have been in maxim and i was in a fiat commercial those are probably my two most known yeah. ones there's a few other smaller national publishings but those were probably my two my two big ones yeah maxim big yeah big but now uh, you open Cigar Aficionado, there you are, mm -hmm. um, and already you're getting play in uh, the other magazines like Cigar Snob and yeah. things like that, that they're full layout. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun shoot, a lot yeah. of fun. And it was in D.C., so I didn't have to go too far. Yeah. So uh, you, you have anything to do with uh, the political end, living in D.C. or something? Are you helping out there? I, I'm always supportive, but I've never been um, huge in politics even though i live in dc yeah. everyone thinks so but of course i've always been supportive of what's going on with the cigar industry i've signed the petition and i've yeah, gone yeah. online and i've said my two cents but you know i'm not a lobbyist by trade or anything yeah 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 usually uh they think everybody that lives in dc must have something yeah. to do with it nope. but, but there's uh other people doing other other things so max this is uh, a new page in your book of prohibition uh, do you call it Rocky Patel Prohibition, or is it 
is, is trying to be standing alone here. You know, I, I call it the Rocky Patel prohibition, but yeah. I think I, when people see me, they know it's automatically Rocky Patel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it kind of goes without saying. Uh, but the packaging, of course, will will have you know Rocky Patel prominently placed on there as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's it's the headliner. But right. uh, you know, I think people automatically draw the conclusion that it's got to be Rocky when they see me. So. And I hear uh, through, through other manufacturers, geez, Rocky Patel comes out with so many different things. There's so much going on. But I think this time he created something different. It's not just another cigar. It stands for something. There's a reason for it. The look is going to be different. The uh, front front person is not going to be uh, a Patel. Mm-hmm. It's somebody right. different, right? Yeah, totally. I, Rocky, uh, he's definitely all in on the brand. You can tell he's yes. not just kicking the tires well, of this yeah. one. You know, we've got a... Uh, a full-time, uh, you know, spokesperson and in, in, in Jessica and, and, and model for the brand and, uh, you know, ambassador for the brand. So that's something brand new. And, um, you know, the packaging is kind of innovative, something a little different. You know, I mean, we've seen it before, but it's done again here. Um, and we uh, we uh, we definitely want to support the brand. You, you'll see that uh, uh, the ads are going to be popping up in all the magazines and you will uh, you'll definitely see Jessica's face out there and you're going to see her in the stores and stuff. And I think the uh, product itself is really uh, a special product on the uh, cigar end of it. Because I think a lot of well, times, you know. It's, it's not just going to be gimmicky. Right. And, and the reason behind it. I mean, the mason jar, it's pretty cool that uh, it, it's that look of um, the um, moonshine type Absolutely. of look to it and everything. But it's the cigar inside that matters. So. That's it. you got to, you know, you've got to stand out. There's there's a sea of brown out there when you look, you know, yeah. in the cigar cabin. So you've got to stand out. But then once you've stood out, the cigar really has to do live up to 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 its course. End. it has to do its job and if it doesn't the consumer now is smarter than they've ever been and they're not going to be fooled right you know? they're not going to say oh, it's a great band but uh you know the cigar stinks the cigar stinks and this cigar is uh it's pretty special and uh, it's going to give consumers and, and people a chance to see how just how important rapper is as right they, as they choose their favorite right you know between the broadleaf and the san andreas uh mexican i think uh it'll be fun for people to smoke both and maybe who knows? Maybe we'll have a twin pack someday where they can buy both at the same time or some type of thing. But it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. So you can really educate yourself on the uh, on the wrapper and, and how that changes the flavor. Yeah. So Jessica, tell me what you know about the cigar. So the cigar it only comes in Toro size, uh, which is interesting in itself because yeah. nobody does that. Yeah. One of the points that Max made last night it was blended as a Toro, so it's made to taste this way. It's not going to be different when you. It, well, you can't get a Robusto, but right. sometimes a cigar is blended as a Robusto and then sold at a Toro, and it's not the flavor that yeah, it's absolutely. meant to be. So this is blended and made to taste this way for the Toro, and it's the only size. And then both of them have uh, rare Nicaraguan fillers and then a Brazilian Matafina binder. Um, just the only difference is the wrappers. And it's amazing. I, I smoked both of them last night. It's amazing how different just a wrapper mm-hmm. is going to change. Do you have a favorite yourself? I do. I tend to lean towards the Mexican, but, you know, sometimes yeah. I'm in the Connecticut Broadleaf mood. I don't know. It, it, I, I think it's going to automatically be what people are going to look at is which one do you like better. You know, you can yeah. like both of them, but it, it's always going to be looked upon if this is the way it's going to stay. Do you think this is the way it's going to stay? One size, two wrappers, this is where it's going to be? This is the, Or is there already plans to say, all right, after this works, we're going to now put the Connecticut wrapper on it all? Uh, who knows where yeah. it's going to go. I don't think anyone thought there was going to be a Cameroon decade, right. but now there is. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So uh, where this is one of the brands he puts out, and your job actually matters that this thing ends up, the cigar is good and keeps going, yes. or else it doesn't, and, and you're out. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to be out. Yeah, I don't think yeah. this is like my last chance, but I do hope everyone likes it. We've worked really hard. 
putting yes. this together. You know, one of the things that the Rockies always done is kind of let the let the market, uh, you know, draw and, and, and dictate a little bit what we come out with. Because if people are looking for a, a Connecticut, if people are looking yeah. for, so we Rocky has always been, you know, always tried to fill a need. If there's a need, you know, and people are saying, "Gosh, we would love that cigar in a robusto." Well, maybe you find a robusto someday. Yeah, but yeah. you know, right now it's it's that's the that's that's kind of our go-to is the Toro, and uh, like it's the right saying, it's the right size. It anyway, is. isn't it funny that you see customers coming in now? And you heard it today, and they said, wow, it's awful thin. Now, what's the size of the cigar? That's a six-and-a-half by 52, and that's a that's a true Toro, yes. maybe even bigger than right, a true Toro. Right, right. But because cigars have gotten so big and thick mm -hmm. over the years, it, it's so weird when people look at it and say, wow, it looks awful small. And this was a big cigar five years ago. Yeah, sure. It's our, it's our baseline has changed so much. You yeah. Know? I mean, you look at 56, 58, like that's becoming baseline, and so – the baseline has changed so much. I know people will pick that up and they say, wow, are you sure that's a 52? And I'll go, oh, I'm real sure it's a 52. You <laughs> right, know? But right. it's just that uh, it does. It, it looks smaller than uh, than a lot of the 60s and the, and the 70s even that you see out there now. But uh, that's definitely a Toro. And that, for Rocky Patel, that 6.5 by 52 has always been our Toro. Yeah, yeah. I know some companies are 6 by 50 yeah, or, yeah. you know, 6.5, 54. But that's always been our Toro size, and that's what uh, this one is. Yeah, I believe for blending purposes, you don't want to go much thicker than this because you're going to take away the nuances that are happening here. There's so much flavor. There's so much very complex cigar. Uh, so far, the, the, the first one we're smoking, which is the Connecticut Broadleaf. Broadleaf has a certain taste of it, and if you put too much filler in, you're going to take away from it. Mm -hmm. So that that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, doing it this way so even if you're, you're into a, a thicker ring gauge uh try this because it's as both of you say i mean it's meant to taste exactly like mm -hmm. it's meant to taste yeah. this in a 60 ring gauge is going to be altogether different cigar it's totally different you yeah. know your proportions just change so much yeah and right now with like that broadleaf you get you really taste that rich broadleaf yeah. it, it covers the palate really thickly and uh it's just a it's a really nice uh tasting blend and like we said, you know, blended to taste just like that. You know, not blended as a Corona. Right. And smoked as a Toro. That's meant to be a Toro. And that's usually what you see, that most of the guys, are, Coronas don't sell well at all. And they blend all their cigars sure. as a Corona. And then everything changes at that point. Yeah. I mean, think of how many times that we've sat at factories. And yeah. You, you know, with whether it's been with Hank or other yeah. manufacturers, and you taste it in a Corona, and then you taste the other cigar. And it's, wow, it's very different. But yeah. cigar comes out and says it doesn't taste like the one I smoked in the factory. Right. Even though it's the same cigar, but it, right. it's more filler and, and it changes. Right, and they, you know, five and a half by forty-four Coronas is not the the biggest selling size. You know, we make them, we have yeah. one, but it's uh, you know, people are more into Toros and, and larger cigars right now. So, and I would imagine on the Rocky Patel portfolio, Toro must be his best seller because oh, that's, sure. that's what he chose. Yeah, one? it is yeah. for us. I know as a retailer. yeah, absolutely the Toro. I, I would say uh, five six years ago, we probably would all said Robusto. Right. And now I think we're all sitting here, and I think everybody would probably say Toro is, is where, where yeah. we all go now. But you guys are making the 60s, too. Yeah, and we, we even make a 70. We have Ooh. a 7 by 70 edge. We call it the howitzer. And um, Does it sell? You know what? It's selling. <laughs> it's selling. People like it. I'll tell you a funny story. I, I gave one to my dad, and we were uh, we were golfing. I said, well, this will, you know. And uh, my, my, I could see my dad was just struggling, you know, because it was so big. 
And he's like, that's a lot of cigar. And I was like, Time wise, you know, too. And people just they love them and they love them, but it, you know, it's it's big and it's a commitment, you know. Right. And I'm, a lot of us aren't into the commitment, so. And if you don't like it, you got two hours to go through. Yeah, anyway. that's that's right. You know, I'm not but interested. They okay. are uh, they are turning and they're selling and, and people love them. They come in a ten count box, so it's a nice vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's almost uh, you give a box of it to somebody. Oh my God! You know, it looks like this. Uh, yeah. It's, but then uh, all of a sudden, the Toro goes next to it, and mm -hmm. wow, that's awful thin. Yeah. Wow. Look at that mini little thing, cigarillo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can I can hold a cigar in my hand, you know, all these years in, and you know. know what the size is. But we hear it standing here at the mm -hmm. at, at the display here today, and people saying, "Wow, it's awful small." Isn't that interesting? Fifty-four, awful small. Isn't mm -hmm. that interesting? Jeez. So Max, on the two, we, you know, we found out what Jessica's preference uh, between the two blends are. What's your preference? So you know what? Um, uh, after smoking both back to back last night, now remember also, this is the first time I've ever smoked the production. Everything I've smoked until last night has always been our prototype or you know pre-release, which is the same cigar. But now you've got more time on this, so this cigar has been produced for months now. Um, and last night, after smoking both, I got. Um, more spice and more body out of the San Andres, actually. And I got uh, a little more of a mellow, cocoa, chocolatey thing from the Broadleaf. And um, I, uh, I previously, I was enjoying the, Suma, the, uh, the San Andres more. Last night, I enjoyed the Broadleaf more. And I thought it was, uh, yeah, last night it was a little more rounded for me. So I, I, was, uh, I was into the Broadleaf last night. Here we go. A little cold hot chocolate. Definitely. Getting a little hot chocolate, some nuttiness. Yeah. Um, very smooth, very balanced cigar. All right. We don't have Jonathan here for the crazy. Uh, That's thing. right. That's the best I can. Yeah. No, hot chocolate. No cold. Chinese pea pots. No, today. no. <laughs> well, you know, you guys know Rocky was a chef, too. So, I mean, when he blends stuff, he's all about the, the, the taste and the experience, the aroma. That's a big part of it as well, how things smell and, and the balance of the uh, cigar. So, a lot of our stuff has a lot of balance. And you don't find a lot of Rockies that are overly strong, super, super powerful. And uh, this is definitely one of the more powerful ones i think that we're making but uh it's got a lot going on so we usually do this thing every week called the classic three-way it's a little bit of a trivia contest between the guests and chuck and myself and jonathan however they're not there so it'll be two on one today oh wow and uh time for a little classic you've heard of epic rap battles but now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from. Yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. I think I'm going to split them up, Barry. I think we're going to go three-way. All right, so it's going to be Je uh, Jessica, for Jessica versus Max versus Barry. This is simple how this works. Today is November 15th. I'm going to give you somebody's, uh, you're celebrating their birthday today. So you're going to tell me what year they were born without going over. What year were they born without going over? All right? 
Don't be scared. Today would have been my dad's 75th birthday. Oh, really? Way, so. Happy birthday to dad. Uh, can you turn the music down just to hear? You got it. Uh, today is the birthday of Randy Savage, the wrestler Randy Savage. Do you know who he was at all? No, no idea, which is, Macho per Man. which is perfect. Wrestler better known as his ring name, Macho Man. Randy Savage was an American professional wrestler and uh, color commentator best known for his time in the WWF. World Championship Wrestling, WWE. Savage held 20 championships during his professional career. He held six world championships and was signed with the St. Louis Cardinals in the Major League right out of high school. Today's his birthday. What year was he born, Jessica? You have no idea who Macho Man Randy Savage was. What year were you born? I was born in 89. All right. What year was he born? Hey, so you know old. what I was doing in 89 today? Selling you know, cigars. <laughs> Selling cigars at two guys smoke shop. I'm gonna say 1965. 1965. What do you got, Max? Randy Savage, Macho Man. Ooh yeah, Randy Savage. Go. He's got. I'm. You know, he's Something gotta be a little. Gym. He's gotta be a little bit older than my dad. I'm gonna. Say, Randy Savage was probably born in. Uh, I'm gonna say. 1959. 1959. And Barry, what do you got? 1962. So I was in the ballpark, at no, least. No, you're all wrong. You're all over. He was born in 1952. Uh -huh. Oh, 52. All over. Today, Max, I'm going to give this to you first, is Ed Asner's birthday. Do you know who Ed Asner is? Absolutely not. How about you, Jessica? No. Ed Asner, this is beautiful. <laughs> I am such an old guy. Ed Asner, movie actor. He is an American film, television, and stage voice actor and former president of the Screen Actors Guild, primarily known as the Emmy Award-winning role as Lou Grant in the 70s, early 80s Mary Tyler Moore show in the spinoff of The Lou Grant Show, making him one of the few actors to portray the same leading character in both comedy and drama. It's Ed Asner's birthday. Max, what year was he born? Well, you might as well have just been speaking Dutch to me, so I don't wow. uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna. He sounds old, Ed Asner. Um, he sounds to me like uh, Eddie was probably kicking sometime in uh, 1941. What year were you born? 1982. Okay, jeez. You know what I was doing in '82? Selling cigars. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which, what do you got, Jessica? I'm gonna go with 1945. 1945. 1935. 1935, and you are all over. Wow. 1929. Wow. Is Ed Asner still alive? Yes, he That's is. Wow. Yes, he is. Uh, all right, we're gonna go to Barry on this one first, okay? To give them a chance. This is bad. I, I should have went to some really young people, but I wouldn't know who they are, so I, I went with people I knew. Today is the birthday of Joseph Wapner. Joseph Wapner. Judge Wapner. That's it. Is a retired American judge and former television judge. You guys, any idea who he is? Oh. No. No. You Nothing. got me. You don't know who Judge Wapner is. The name sounds familiar. Wow. I'm not big on popcorn. American judge and former television judge. Uh, he was the first star of the ongoing reality courtroom series, The People's Court. The court show ran in syndication. Wapner's uh, was the presiding judge, lasting 12 seasons and 2,484 episodes. He is a retired L.A. Superior judge who's featured in the feature, was featured on the People's Court. Barry, help them out here. 19, 1924. 1924. 1930. 
and oof, I'm going to say, uh, you know that 1941? I'm sticking with the 1941. You are all wrong. Wow. 1919, you're all over. Wow. Is what there a game you have we can win? This is the only game we have. <laughs> hey, Judge, you, know, you know Judge Judy lives in Rocky's neighborhood. So you know who Judge yeah, Judy is? Yeah, I know, I know her. Judge Judy. This is the guy that started it all, Judge Wapner. I wasn't alive. She'd be disappointed in us. I wasn't alive. You were dead. That's right. Yeah, yeah what's the other? You weren't born. That's right. You weren't born yet. You were alive. Okay, this is the last one, and the good news is, no, I don't know if you're going to Is go. it Justin Bieber? It isn't Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, today is Russell Jones' birthday. Russell Jones. Anything? Nothing? I know. Like Better known under the stage name Old Dirty Bastard. Okay. Oh, oh we, know, we know Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> oh, so OTB. he's with us. OTB. He's dead, I know him. He is dead. American rapper. This was his birthday today. American rapper and producer. He's one of the founding members of the Yu Tang Clan. A rap group primarily from Staten Island, New York, and first to rate rise to mainstream pro prominence in their 1993 debut album, Enter the Womb Clang. He died in 2004. I actually got a cigar story to go along with it with him. We were supposed to actually produce a cigar, wow. and he died. And they were coming down the Wu Tang Clang or whatever. Was coming Klang. down to meet with me. I got a phone call that morning. Ten years said, ago, he died. Ten years ago, this week. They said, uh, geez, we were coming down to see you today, but old dirty bastard died. And I said, what? <laughs> I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. They weren't coming because old Bert, dirty bastard died. <laughs> and they never came. It never happened. But anyway, old dirty bastard was born today. How old was he? What year was he born? Go ahead, Jessica. Oh, I go first? Yeah, just for fun. <laughs> I don't know how old he was when he died. But yeah, what year was he born? Yeah, I know, but that helps me figure All out right. when he's born. I'm gonna say 1965 again. 1965. Okay, Max. Uh, I'm gonna say he was old and he was dirty. That bastard was probably born in uh, what 1959. 1959. 1969. 1969. Jessica wins the contest. Woo! 1968. Yay! Uh, ODB. There, there we go. This classic day in classic history is brought to you by Classic Cigars, available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar, and if you make your way to Two Guys Smoke Shop at any Two Guys Smoke Shop on your birthday, come on, just a reminder, come into our stores in Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua, New Hampshire on your birthday, and we will cut and light a free cigar for you, made just for you to celebrate your birthday Happy birthday, everybody! That's Happy out there. Birthday. So you ended up getting the uh, Russell Jones is old because that's really not his name, old dirty bastard. He had a real name, Russell Jones. Oh, that's not his birth name. No, it was <laughs> not. <laughs> that's comforting. Yeah, that's comforting. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Prohibition cigars. We're gonna in the next hour. We're gonna smoke the uh, San Andreas Maduro. Uh, is there anything besides the San Andreas wrapper that's on it? San Andreas meaning Mexican. Uh, anything different on that cigar when we get into that cigar that we should pay attention to as we get into that? No, I mean, uh, in terms of the blend, the blend is the same, you know, with, uh, with the exception of the wrapper being different, but totally different in, in, in flavor. In taste, right? I think, I think it's, um, it's night and day. You're just going to get a, a totally different experience when you smoke that. More, I, I felt more power, a little more strength last night when I smoked yeah. it. And um, it's just a completely different uh, flavor profile. Which, uh, th that goes to show people that 
the the amount of change one leaf one yeah. wrap mm -hmm. a leaf has on a cigar it's pretty dramatic of what it is oh. so um so earlier dave yep. alluded to uh that we got to smoke the decade cameroon yeah. and uh, it was mentioned perhaps you could tell us a little bit about that cigar yeah i would be happy to that uh, that's a cigar that we uh we we showed for the first time this year uh at our trade show that we have every year in uh, july or early august and um the cigar just came to market um in the past week actually and it uh has really uh, handsome packaging came out really uh, uh nice looking but more importantly the cigar itself is just fantastic uh, Decade has always been one of our highest-rated brands. It's always been a horse for us. We scored a 95 rating, yes. a classic rating on the Torpedo a couple years back with Cigar Aficionado. Which I don't know if there's been a 95 since. I mean, that's like the top, I, top rating. I can't recall yeah. one. And I just remember that being huge because, you know, the phones just went went crazy and everybody wanted that Torpedo. And um, that really put Decade on the map. And Decade has always been uh, a, a very popular blend for us. So we've done a couple things over the years. We made a short run Decade with a broadleaf Maduro wrapper on it. And then we got rid of that well, when we ran out of the wrapper. Um, Again, it becomes the same exact blend. The wrapper yep, change, that's it. change it. And then um, we've had some success recently with Cameroon. And Rocky's got some Cameroon that he loves. It's a, a seven-year-old Cameroon wrapper. Um, and uh, it's really, really just a, a flavorful and just a great tasting wrapper. And we're always messing around with blends down at the factory and putting things together, maybe not what you would think of, and just trying to swap out this for that and this for that. And uh, somehow we, we came about putting the Cameroon wrapper on the Decade blend and um, didn't know how that would turn out. Yeah. And as we smoked it, everybody said, wow, like, yeah, this is really interesting and good. And it just had, uh, it had a lot of flavor characteristics to it that were just unique to that cigar. And um, I think as a decade smoker goes to it, they're going to be like, you know, so totally surprised because it's, it's a very different tasting blend from the original decade. Because you don't have that nutty Sumatra wrapper. Instead, you get that kind of graham crackery sweetness that you get yeah. from uh, from that Cameroon. And uh, the blend just changes entirely. But it does maintain that core flavor that you get from decade. Yeah, so yeah. it's uh, it's a great change of pace. I would say probably maybe a little lighter than your typical decade. Or maybe not lighter, just... Uh, just a different taste. I, I like that they, they would make it lighter because you don't want a Cameroon wrapper to be overpowered by its filler, no. and then it, then it gets lost. Right, uh, of right. What that is? I can remember selling one years yes. ago. That was that. Right, that was, and you couldn't taste the Cameroon. Right, it's a waste yeah. of a very expensive product. Yeah, and you know that's that's the African Cameroon. It's very expensive. Yeah. It's a it's a hard wrapper to work with too because it's brittle and very um, thin. you get a lot of loss. So you uh, you know generally Cameroon is uh, is relatively expensive but we were able to keep this at the exact same price point as the rest of the decade line which uh which we were we were happy to be able to do it's a great ingredient it's underused i say uh and it's because um a lot of people just don't do it well mm -hmm. and um rocky is one that did it with his vintage mm -hmm. unbelievable uh made it great but my go-to i'll tell you on rocky patel vintage cigars and it, i'm a lighter cigar smoker anyway but if you ever try the 99 the connecticut yeah. Um, it, Creamy, nuttery, buttery. But even people that like some fuller-bodied cigars, I mean, there's so much flavor in that. That's not your, your just mild cigar. I mean, there's a lot going on here. Don't, uh, you know, and I, and I know the, the real cigar geeks and stuff out there tend to shy away from a shade-wrapped cigar because, oh, it's just going to be too light. It's not light, light cigar. It, it's got a lot going on to it. Mm -hmm. I think he did a, a modern-day shade with that. I, I think so, too. You know, um, 
non-cigar people, I think, always kind of like scratch their heads when we 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 use the term breakfast cigar, right? Yeah, cigar yeah, yeah. guys. They're like, what are you talking about? But I mean, that cigar, if you're talking about a cup of coffee type thing, first mm -hmm. thing in the morning, or even like afternoon type uh, yeah. cigar, it's just a balanced, complex, great Connecticut shade cigar. Yeah, it's, it's a go-to for me always. It's got that buttery, buttery, true Connecticut wrapper. You know, we use Connecticut, Connecticut. Yeah. And uh, it just has that nice sweetness to it, and you don't get the bitterness because it's just got a lot of great balance, and that's just been a hit for us. I put that up against any of the any anybody's shade, you know. Yeah, re always have regardless of price point. Yeah, and yeah. and I, I put them back to back against them, and think it's one of the best that's out there. And uh, just Rocky's not known for that shade cigar. I think it's overlooked, and I think it should be one right. of the biggest biggest sellers in the nation if you give it a shot. I think so too. And yeah. you, when you think of Rocky Patel, you think of bolder blends yes. and, and fuller bodied stuff, and um, you know, I, I definitely think that that's more what, what, what Rocky's thought uh, of producing, but I can't remember a single person who was a shade or mild cigar, mild to medium cigar smoker that has told me that they don't enjoy that God, 99. It's great. And I, great. I, I hear it all the time that people yeah. just, they love that cigar. So you've been with Rocky for many, many years at this yes. point. You've smoked ev everything that he's ever had. What's your which favorite of all? Wow. Um, that's a great question. Yeah. Does um, that include ones that aren't here anymore? Yeah. I, I, I can, uh, so I would say of, of the cigars, um, wow. So I, <laughs> I always have loved, I can't, I can't, I can't just do one, okay. but I, I would say, um, I've always loved our 15th anniversary, which is, um, which was a blend that, that just, it was killer. It was one of the first cigars we made in Nicaragua in yes. our Nicaraguan factory. And, um, that's one of my absolute favorites. Uh, there is a cigar and you'll remember it. Jessica won't mm -hmm. very probably will. Years back, we came out with a cigar, the Old World Reserve. Yes. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. The Corojo wrapper. And it that had was, that. When Ed Asna was around. When yeah. It was really hot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> ODB smoked those. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there, the, the, the very, very beginning when we had that Old World Reserve, it had the little paper foot on it. If you remember, it was actually homogenized yeah. tobacco. Yes. Uh, the Corojo Old World Reserve was a great blend back in, in the day. Uh, that cigar, you know, is is, is gone now. Um, but uh, that was that was always great. But 15th anniversary, I probably reach for that as much as anything in yeah. our entire portfolio. I just love that cigar. There we go. I do. And how about your your best seller? You know, uh, if you were gonna say single stick, it would probably be a toss up between Edge Toro Maduro and 1999 Toro. Connecticut Toro, sure. So Conne the, really, yeah, the '99 oh, Connecticut Toro. See, I think that I thought that the Connecticut is getting very overlooked. That's why I even mentioned that. That you, you know, know, we do a good job with it, but it it gets overlooked because you're not going to read about it on a forum, no, or the boards or any of the you know the the guys who are really you yeah. Know, don't be ashamed to blogging. love it because it's great. That's right. You know, the bloggers don't talk about it, but you know who talks about it? the guy who goes in, grabs the box every week, and right. he's in and he's out, and he's in and he's out, and he doesn't write about the cigar, but he loves the cigar. And uh, I just think you know, you it, it, it's uh, that's good. It should be. It is. It's yeah. uh, it's a big seller, and that's one that if you uh, if you look at all of our ads in the magazines. You'll never see 1999 advertised. Yeah, we never have. You don't even have to advertise in an outsell small. You, you'll see Royale. You'll see Platinum. Mm -hmm. You'll see 15th anniversary, and you'll never find an ad for 1999 Connecticut. And it always has flown under the radar, 
But in terms of units, that's a, that's a big mover. Wow. That's a big well, mover. That's good to hear. Actually, yeah. good to hear. I'm happy to hear that yeah. because I would have I thought it's uh, because people don't talk about it. And, that, and, and that's just it. Uh, hey, Jessica and Max, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Congratulations on your new thing. We're going to see you, and uh, we got you first. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Got, um, uh, at least a month ahead of everybody yeah. else. Wow, we're so happy. And I don't on, even on, have my own cigar yet. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably going to come. That's all right. I know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we have a couple of questions and comments from the mailbag. We'll talk about that. We have uh, more events and promotions to talk about. New cigars hitting the shelves. Cigar news from Barry. He's got lots going on there. We have Old Fart Freddy in the aging room. You'll put your earmuffs on that one and not really listen to it. Uh, but we'll be back with our number two. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. You're yep. listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And with Mr. Jonathan not present, we will share. If, you've not, if you haven't learned anything in the first hour, always remember to keep your Rocky Patel Prohibition Connecticut Broadleaf Keep the lit end out of your mouth. We'll be back. Some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed both 65 million years in the making uh, that may be wrong well, i'm going with it anyway action adventure and bromance that's right bromance united cigar available in natural or maduro available only at appointed united cigar retailer shops nationwide rated d for delicious under 18 not admitted even with a parent united cigars you don't have to choose smoke them both Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, 
The collection is available in three distinct wrappers, aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. Man, faith. The authority on everything cigar. Shake And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the babe. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh, yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer farmer. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! Do it. Okay, we're back with our number two. Live from Two Guys Smoke Drop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. This hour, we got news from Barry. We'll open up the mailbag. We'll get debonair. Old Vod Freddy in the aging ring, new cigars hitting the shelves, and we'll look through our calendar for lots of upcoming events and interviews and lots more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and perhaps the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, we are broadcasting from the Mr. Jonathan and Chuck Morrison Free Zone there we go. in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking, we insist on it. Tune into the CigarAuthority.com and watch us live or catch the podcast on demand or simply find us on YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, where you could set it and forget it. And get us over the million million dollar mark. What is this? The million? The million uh, download listen mark. Which we sh- it should happen this week. Should happen should. Tuesday. So I'm going to guess with the rest of the year going, we should be able to hit one million two. Uh, one one. I'm not sure about one, too. Yeah, with the growth and all that you stuff. You know, Thanksgiving weekend, you get a little uh, bit of a low. People travel. Christmas week, you get a little bit of a true. low. But we got some big events coming up. Big, big things going to be uh, in the future that I know people are going to listen to with the contenders for the Cigar of the Year, mm-hmm. for the answers to our blind taste test. Uh, we have Steve Saka coming up uh, and lots of things. So I think we can go over. My goal is 1.2 million downloads this year. Let's see if we can make it happen. So uh, we're going to put the cigar down. This is the Prohibition, the first cigar we had, which was the Brown Band. That's the Connecticut Broadleaf. I like it. I like it. I think it would pair well with some espresso. There were a little bit of dark coffee notes, a little bit of cocoa, yeah, a little and cocoa. Uh, some nuttiness as well. There we go. Um, and um, this uh, is time to look at our second cigar. This is the San Andreas Maduro Prohibition San Andreas Maduro. This is the one with the white band, the Mexican, the brown band. The white band is the Mexican San Andreas. So uh, same exact cigar, um, maybe a little darker. I think it's a a shade lighter. Really? Yeah, between the two. I think it's a little bit lighter. uh, I'm putting them next to each other now, taking a look at it. More of a, supposedly, more of a medium bodied. Maybe because of the white band jumping out, it had that look to There's it. There's definitely well. much more con- contrast. Uh, contrast happening on this cigar. 
So, uh, and I'm going to remember to take a cold draw on this one because I forgot on that one. But uh, it says prohibition, and then little next to the N is just a little circle with the RP on it. Um, it's mentioned on here, but I don't think it's highlighted in any way. I haven't seen how the uh, mason jar, if there's a lot of Rocky Patel on that, there is not. It's the same way. It's the same way, small little circle next to the uh, yeah. the name prohibition. Yeah. Um, which is good because it, it's drawing attention to what's happening in our industry. Yeah, now it's, it's going to be in a mason jar with some tobacco leaf at the bottom of it. The cigar sitting on top of that and um, with the um, writing on it, um, like a mason jar would have it on the lower end of it. Um, and it's a tall mason jar, obviously, because the cigar is uh, over six inches long. Six and a half by 52. Yeah, right. Add the tobacco at the bottom. You probably need room for about seven inches. Right. So it's going to be a tall jar, and it's going to be a jar of 16 cigars. It'll be interesting how the um, retailer will set the cigar up. You know, it's really not going to fit in the uh, cases or anything like that. Right. You'd have to lay it down. Um, probably more of a counter cigar during the day, put back in the humidor at night. Yep, maybe. Maybe. That's the way it'll go. So it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the cigar brand. While all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered their prices. It's a fact. It's true. That's what they did. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And uh, we're going to use our vertigo cutter. And I'm going to cut just the right amount off this above the cap because I don't want it to unravel. And I'm going to take a, uh, dry, a dry test. The cold draw on this cigar reminds me of the mini marshmallows in Swiss Miss hot chocolate. There we go. I think I can give my one, you you know, know, myself you're, one. You're you're at the wheels, man. You can give it to every single thing you want to. Uh, seems like a good drawer. I don't know. It's a, a dry, powdery tasting. Powdery. Is that where the Swiss Miss? Yeah, yeah. A little bit of sweetness. The marshmallow. There we go. All right. And there's also that classic San Andreas taste. Yeah. It's faint. It's not as strong as on some other cigars. Um, but it's pretty interesting. Okay. And I'm going to use uh, the Vertigo Champ. This is a four-jet lighter, quad-jet. Uh, it's got some, um, what do you want to call these on the side of it? to make Vents. It some, some venting so uh, it can get the uh, jet that it's... Uh, it's producing here. This is a $29. Um, it could be a pocket lighter. It could be a table lighter. The way it sits, it angles those that are looking at it. Um, great lighter that sits on my desk because uh, it works every time and it holds a lot of butane. I happen to smoke a lot of cigars during the day, so I need to do it. But the great thing is, as an outdoor lighter, when you hold it down, the flame actually turns red. So you can actually see where the pinpoint is. You should keep the, the lighter far away from a, uh, the cigar uh, and just get the, uh, the, the pinpoint on it. You can hit it exactly where you want on the cigar by doing that, and you won't scorch the wrapper too much. Which is a mistake, I believe, from a lot of novice cigar smokers. They tend to put the flame a little too close to the wrapper. Yeah, they, they score it. Thus uh, creating an effect much like on a toasted marshmallow that's been too close to the fire when you're camping. Exactly. And by doing that, you actually burn it and you first draw into the cigar 
is that burnt flavor. And that burnt flavor, a cigar acts as a sponge and will actually draw in that burnt flavor. And maybe every cigar you have has a burnt flavor to it that's not supposed to be there. Try it next time by keeping the flame away from a cigar. I don't care if you've been smoking cigars for years and years. Try what I'm saying to you. You know how to light a cigar? Try it the way I'm saying to you. The cigar is going to taste different. It's going to take away that char taste to it, unless, of course, you like it. But try it without it, and you're going to taste a lot more of the tobacco and the nuances that Barry mentions. Um, some people say, I don't taste that flavor. It tastes like tobacco burning to me, probably because it has a lot of burnt tobacco in it because you burned the cigar to begin with. We're just trying to light the cigar, not trying to burn the cigar. Uh, something I've gone through with some of my friends that have said that they couldn't pick up the flavors in the notes off of cigars. Yep. I suggested to them that they pretend like they're chewing um, some food at their favorite restaurant. By going through the chewing motions, you open up your mind mentally to the taste that food brings to the table, thus making it a little bit more easily to identify the notes, at least from a psychological side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it seems to work. Do you uh, exhale out of your nose? I try to I try to exhale out of my nose every other every third puff. Really, I try to do it at least one time during a cigar, especially if it's a new cigar. But I don't like it, and I know that most people don't. Right. So if they if we always do it, we're tasting different things than as a retailer. I have to explain a cigar to somebody if I do that too too often, it completely changes it. But you should do it maybe one time at least during the cigar to actually uh, enhance more flavors because this flavor uh right the tongue can only identify i believe five different notes um where the nose takes in more of the aroma and makes it more identifiable uh, much like when bacon's cooking in the morning you recognize that smell through your nose yeah so the nose is really where you get the the specifics of the actual flavors if i could only just smell my food instead of eating it i could be uh thin as jessica maybe but <laughs> I working. think that's way out of our league yeah, yeah. <laughs> on numerous levels. <laughs> right, right. So um, aesthetically beautiful, beautiful cigar. Um, Once again, evenly colored, a little bit of a chocolate-like appearance, a little bit of tooth on the wrapper. And by tooth, I mean there's like little tiny bumps on the wrapper, which is usually indicative of magnesium bumps, which is created from soil that's high in magnesium content. Yeah. So there's a little bit of tooth, um, well-rolled. It's almost impossible to find the seams that are roll on this cigar. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever veins there are, they're ultra-thin, so they don't take away from the cigar aesthetically. This is natural, a natural Maduro process that goes through this. You can just look at it. You know that there isn't any um, dying type of... Uh, 100%. There's yeah. no false darkness here whatsoever. Yeah, this is legitimate and... Um, so I will smoke it. I'm, I'm off the illegitimate Maduros. I'm off it. I don't want to smoke it anymore. You can taste the difference between yeah. a natural and an unnatural Maduro. You can also tell by looking at the smoke, the smoke that's produced. When it's unnatural, it's, it's, a, it's a different color smoke, and it's a lot heavier smoke that ends up happening there. We're not seeing that here. Very nice. Um, as I said earlier, I think this is going to be uh, one of those cigars that uh, John Cena in the house. John Cena, how are you? Not the wrestler. The wrestler's father. The wrestler's father. How are you? How are you? Good to see you. Thank you. Never know who's going to stop by the cigar no, authority. No, So WWE champion John Cena, that's his dad. He's a wrestler himself. We had him on the show before. He's a man of many talents and a great guy. 
So uh, there he is, and uh, he's looking great. He's looking great. His son's got him on the diet, and uh, he should have us on the diet too. Maybe yeah. a little tag team action coming up in a future <laughs> oh, match. Yeah. You know what? I think it kick out, but <laughs> to be honest with you. So Dave, you were uh, you were down at uh, Davidoff this week. I was. I uh, I sit on their advisory board. I have for the past uh, few years, anyway. Is three or four years, I think. And um, they have a maybe 10 of us, I think it is, uh, on their board of advisories. And they show us in advance of um, what they have coming out. They ask our opinion on it. Uh, and they, uh, unfortunately, keep us uh, sworn to secrecy on a lot of these things. Uh, so I cannot divulge every, every part of it. I would like to remain on that group. And uh, uh, they actually... Uh, your name came up a couple of times. <laughs> Good or bad? Yeah. Uh, don't don't say this to Barry. Okay. Because you're the guy that writes on the uh, well, it's, it's blog, right? Yeah, so we have, I have no problem with the title of blogger. I know yeah. some people prefer to be uh, called social media activist or whatever, but I do not consider blogger to be a dirty word. Yeah, yeah. So the Cigar Authority, those that just listen to the Cigar Authority, you can go onto our site at any time because it's updated multiple times during the day of activities that's happening in the cigar industry. And that's gaining major traction also. Um, and Barry puts all the information uh, that's on there. And uh, we get to some of that on the show, but we can't get to all of it because the content in a matter of a week is dramatic amount of content that goes on there. But I know that they're, they're constantly looking, but something that they don't want to get on there is some of the things that they show us. Now, why would they want to do that? Because wouldn't you think a cigar manufacturer would want to get the word out of their cigars to the best they could? They should open arm and say, here, to say this to everybody you possibly can. But these are things that are well, well in advance of before they're going to come out. And by giving some information out, they're afraid that their competitors, the other cigar manufacturers, who may be looking at our blog or listening mm -hmm. to the show, would hear this and they would go to uh, manufacturing of, of a product much like it. I would also assume you don't want it to peak too soon. Like if you start talking in November about a cigar that's coming out in July, by January, everybody's forgotten about it. Yeah. So I think peaking of the information has a lot to do with it as yeah. well. So, but they but they are getting the word out right already now of the Winston Churchill. This is this is not Winston Churchill as it was before. You saw Davidoff come out with a Winston Churchill some years back. Um, that Winston Churchill was very very high end um, at, at the Davidoff pricing, maybe a little above it. Uh, this one is the Davidoff Winston Churchill. It's under the Davidoff name. So it's a new line of Davidoff called the Winston Churchill. Uh, on December 8th in New York, they're going to have a launch party to it, and then the cigar will make its way to Davidoff retailers, every Davidoff retailer, because it's a part of Davidoff brand that we must carry. So we'll start bringing uh, that cigar in. Unfortunately, they did not have a sample of that cigar. I would be dying to have that cigar. I'll be curious to see how it is, because I used to smoke the Marrakesh size, or yeah. at least I believe it was something close to that um, in pronunciation. But when I first started smoking, that was one of my go-to cigars. So I'll be curious to see how the blend has changed and if they're staying true to the original blend or they're embracing a little bit more of the modern um, cigar smoker. They are. Uh, I think they're going more modern on it. Um, unlike my advice, which was a Winston Churchill should be a Winston Churchill and not a Robusto Toro Churchill pyramid, um, they, that's where they're going. 
uh, I recommended uh, just go with a Churchill. Wouldn't it have been nice over Winston Churchill? Churchill size, a couple of different wrappers was my recommendation. Mm -hmm. I don't get it, but uh, it will have a, it will be a whole line on itself. The uh, grand, great grandson of Winston Churchill will be at the event and uh, talk about his great grandfather's uh, legacy and everything that goes along with it. Uh, it is the icon of the cigar industry is Winston Churchill. Um, why the size Churchill was made in the first place uh, for Winston Churchill and uh, called Churchill ever since. So um, that, that'll be a big release. We'll see that actually this year. It'll come out this year. Yeah, I believe the uh, release party is on December 7th. Um, there's a press release on the cigarauthority.com with information uh, about when that particular party, which I believe is invite only, yes, um, will be happening. Um, also, uh, was there ever a press release or anything on Avo? No. Okay, Avo is going to come out in January, and it's a relaunch of Avo, much like they did the um, um, the Camacho change up. Um, it is a cool-looking package. Um, it will be a um, box of 20s. It will uh, have a, a more modern look and a more Avo, the, um, not the Avo the man, but a Avo the attitude uh, and much on him. Uh, uh, Avo Yuvasian is still out there. He is uh, getting older, and um, he uh, is not traveling as much as he used to. Uh, I believe he's 89 years old. You wouldn't imagine an uh, 89-year-old doing uh, lots of in-store events, and uh, that has slowed down. So they're gearing up, but they have uh, things I can't talk about, very unique um, things that they're going to be doing with Avo. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I have smoked some of the, the new Avos, um, and I look forward to uh, the line, the change uh, that's happening. If they have half the success they did with the change-up of Camacho, uh, it is going to be a monster. Uh, so we can all look forward to Avo coming out. Um, and then there was a whole bunch of other things, uh, unfortunately, I can't bring up until um, until they give me the, the thumbs up to do it. Uh, and I passed on, by the way, all the information, Barry, to, of you to them so that they can go direct to the source so you can get it instead of me giving it to you secondhand uh, and getting some mistakes, which end up happening. And so we'll relay that all on the CigarAuthority.com with permission from the uh, great people at Davidoff. Right. So uh, we'll look forward to lots of uh, new things coming from them in the very near future. But we have new cigars hitting the shelf right now, Barry. What do we have? All right. New this week at uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com is the Gunslinger by A.J. Fernandez. The Gunslinger Perdition features a San Andreas wrapper, while the Gunslinger Drifter features a Habano 2000 wrapper over Sumatra binder. Also new to the shops are Pure Soul, which was once part of CLE and is now off on its own under brand owner Robert Wright. They released this week the Pure Soul Honduran, a medium-bodied cigar, and a Puro from the Yamastan region of Nicaragua. The last of the three limited edition Perdomo Double Age 12 Years has hit the shelves. The Maduro um, will return next year in late 2015, as will the other wrappers, Connecticut and Sungrown. And in my humble opinion, the Maduro is a walk-off grand slam. There we go. Lastly, the cigars featured on today's show, Rocky Patel Prohibition, come in one size, six and a half by 52, with your choice of Mexican or broadleaf wrapper, and are available at all Two Guys locations. 
And that's what's new on the shelves this week. Okay, I'll mention quickly that the gunslinger that you're talking about is from our friends at Outlaw Cigars in Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas City. So uh, that, that's uh, something they've been working on for years and years. Uh, very exciting packaging. Do you know the guy? Uh, Boris Vallejo, I believe. Yeah, that um, sounds right. He's a science fiction fantasy artist. Um, he reached some acclaim by doing a series of science fiction nudes for one of the major men magazines. Yeah. And uh, he's rose to popularity from that and is one of the top artists in his field. So you'll see the, the artwork on the box is pretty cool, pretty unique. Uh, I haven't had the uh, chance to end up smoking any of the cigars yet, but uh, we'll do that in a later show coming up. So right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum. This is crazy news from the asylum. You ready on that, Barry? Um, I believe I am. Okay, let's do it. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80, that's right, that's Asylum. Homeless advocate Arnold Abbott, a 90-year-old homeless advocate in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, was arrested and will face up to 60 days in jail and a $500 fine for violating a city ordinance that effectively outlaws sharing food with homeless people in public. As contemplated on Sunday, I was arrested for feeding the homeless and received a citation to appear in court, Abbott explained on Facebook. However, only four people were fed before an officer told me, drop that plate immediately. As though it were a weapon I was holding, and I was told to go with him in the police car. That's insane. That is crazy. That's asylum. Crazy. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! Barry, I heard that story this week. Is that insane or what? That is the perfect asylum story that this guy is feeding homeless people, and he gets arrested. Like it's, it's a bad thing. It just goes to show you where society is heading. These They'd days. rather them give them the money so that they can buy drugs and stuff with it, right? The guy gives a, a hungry man food in the United States and gets arrested for it. Insane. Absolutely this world insane. Is, the world's coming to an end. Something's wrong. Something is seriously, seriously wrong. My God. Jeez. Interesting story, and it's... I don't know if it's fair to tell, but when I lived in Miami... That music isn't going to stop unless you stop it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Thank yeah. you. When I lived in Miami, there was actually a, a homeless person on uh, US-1, uh, and I had stopped by McDonald's, and I offered to give him my bag of food, and he didn't want it. He wanted the money instead. Of course. So we knew what he was going to do with the money. Right. So here's a guy preventing and reducing drug use by feeding them, and it's still an issue. Man, Go it's, figure. it's hard to believe. 
and at the same time they're trying to uh there's a there's a city out there trying to make it so that you you can't have tobacco products in that city period prohibition on tobacco this is why rocky patel came out with this cigar brand prohibition to bring attention to it uh unfortunately this brand doesn't come out for another month these people are ready to vote on this real soon so uh we'll worry about that as that happens but in the meantime we've got to worry about our mailbag people are writing into us all the time and uh usually they don't write in to say uh nice things we get uh some people do but some people have some negative stuff to say to us what do we got this week congratulations skippy you've got mail you've got mail so this message was submitted through the Contact Us page at thecigarauthority.com. According to John Frey, he likes the new format with Mr. Jonathan, myself, and Chuck competing. I'm assuming he's talking about the classic three-way. And he always thought of having Old Fart Freddy competing would be great. He thinks he would blow the three of us out of the water. Because he's and, old. And you should have more actual history questions not just celebrity birthdays. Great show. I enjoy listening. Why what? So uh, that's good, Mr. Frey. I guess uh, whether or not next, we have Old Fart Freddy. Next time we're at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, that's where Freddy works, Old Fart Freddy. Maybe we bring him on and uh, have him as a guest. That might be uh, a good segment. Why not? He's there. Sounds like a plan. He's there and he's free. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we got more questions from the mailbag. We have uh, Bad News Barry, who will give us uh, more news about cigars. Old Fart Freddy will join us again from the aging room. And there's a gentleman in the house getting debonair. We'll see what that's all about. Stick around, everybody. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Right, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met, I was, for a fine scotch. It was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen pot. this before. Louie, uh, uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. 
Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.com. .co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. We're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. This is the Rocky Patel Prohibition World Launch. And we'll get Deb in the air. We have old Fod Freddy just waiting to hear his thoughts. And Bad News Barry, welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Bad News Barry, what is happening in the world of cigars right now? And I have to find the paper. Here All right, we he's go. sticking through. The Flor Dominicana announced this week the release of El Carjon, which is a 4x34 with a Habano wrapper over Dominican binder and filler. Now, was this one that was supposed to be called something else? And Well, it was. Uh, they released last year one called El Caraz. Which okay, you know, is an expletive, and this year, this year it's a uh, El Caron, which uh, El Cara is face, and ends J O N. So I'm referring to it as the face of John Carney. Yeah, yeah, okay, good for John Carney. Well, let's call it that. <laughs> the state of Nebraska has refused to revisit smoking in cigar bars and lounges. In August, the state overturned an exemption permitting these locations, stating it was uh, unconstitutional. It is now illegal illegal to smoke in cigar bars or cigar lounges 
in the state of Nebraska. Here's where this goes really terribly wrong. First off, it's wrong to do it in the first place, but they give them the okay if they put the proper ventilation, if they do this, if they spend all kinds of money to make it to where they want it, they do it, then they overturn it and say, now you can't do it. And that was all started by a pool hall that did not get an exemption, so he decided... If I can't have smoking in my place, I'm going to do what I can to make life miserable for those who enjoy tobacco. Two wrongs. Westminster, Massachusetts held a hearing this week on plans to ban the sale of all tobacco within the city. This is insane, everybody. This is where prohibition comes in. At the, Listen to this. At the town hall meeting, the Board of Health quickly shut it down when residents began to applaud speakers who were against the ban. Chairwoman Andrea Crete deemed the crowd as being unruly and uh, prevented them from exercising their right to free speech. You're being unruly. The town will make a ruling now on December 1st without public input in a verbal format. Can we sue them? Can we uh, uh, arrest them? Or do my God, they just uh... the, the scary thing about that is it's it's voted on by a panel of three. Oh my! God. And they only need two votes to pass it. Uh, lastly, the World Trade Organization ruled in favor of countries like Cuba and the Dominican Republic against a plain packaging that's in effect in Australia. If you haven't seen cigar boxes in Australia, they are done in cool gray 2C with Lucidia Science font size 10, every box. Instead of a logo, there is an image denoting the so-called dangers of tobacco, and of the six images currently in rotation, the least offensive one is a foot with a toe tag attached. You can see a picture of the packaging on the cigarauthority.com. Just search WTO. Crazy. And that's the news this week. It's not good. No, it's not. No good news. Good when news I work with Miami Cigar, I actually had to design the boxes for them. And dealing with the Australian government was a nightmare. If, if it was 1C instead of 2C, they denied it. If the, box, if the graphic on the box didn't take up 60%, they denied it. Went back and forth over a period of three months before they finally approved the packaging. What's a C? It's a shade of coloring. It's a uh, 2C is a shade of cool gray, where 1C would be a little bit darker, 2C is a little bit lighter. It almost has an olive green appearance to it. And they're just trying to make it as unappealing, unappealing as possible. Unappealing as possible. Um, no walking humidors there. you got to tell the clerk what you want. They'll get it for you. And, so, so, so something like this. They would never have seen it. They don't know about it. There's nothing. No, nope. and they did it to uh, curb smoking within the country, and the numbers have remained pretty much the same. Now, that, that's a little good news to, to, to the bad, but uh, mm -hmm. now to just try to come up with something even worse, like prohibition. You know, yeah. let's just make it so you can't get it. And the good thing about that ruling, France and uh, I believe England were contemplating a similar plain packaging rule. Uh, but this ruling hopefully will uh, squash that. And we find that in the United States, we're all worried, will this come to the United States? From what I understand, it will not come to the United States because it is against the law. It's against our Constitution to be able to happen in here. And that'll be the fight if it ends up going that way or has been the fight that it's actually against uh, the Constitution for them to make you do anything. I remember in New York, they had to have uh, similar um, signs up within cigar shops. And uh, the New York Tobacconist Association fought it successfully, uh, where shops were able to take down the images similar to the box. Yeah. This will keep the lawyers busy for a while anyway and make them money. It's not going to help the cigar industry in any way. 
but it will certainly help the law profession that uh, there'll be uh, lawsuits and it'll cost your tax dollars. If you're, if you're against uh, tobacco and you say, good, I hope this ends up happening, it's going to cost you money too because millions and millions of dollars are going to be spent in uh, lawsuits over this stuff. So uh, it's certainly not going to uh, – you wouldn't be listening to the show probably if uh, – if you, if you were against uh, tobacco products anyway, unless you're trying to, uh, th- that'll be the next step anyway to outlaw what we're doing right here. It'll be interesting to see if they outlaw advertising, how it would affect the uh, various outlets that cater just to cigars. Yeah, they don't care. Nope, they don't. So uh, that is the bad news. Uh, do we have any good news as far as uh, how to be more gentlemanlike? Because right now it's time to uh, enjoy life till its fullest. It's important to be debonair and how to be more debonair and more gentlemanlike is chuck morrison do you need a gentleman gentleman i'm a gentleman you need a gentleman <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman ladies fasten your seat belts switch on your electronic devices and pop up the volume you need a gentleman and this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, the debonair way to being a good wingman. A strong wingman essentially acts as your personal butler for the night letting you know beforehand or during discreetly if necessary if there's a booger hanging out of your nose or toilet paper stuck to your shoe. He'll give you the heads up if your breath is bad or if your deodorant is wearing off. He'll also make sure that you don't drink too much and start acting like an idiot and tell you when it's time to put down the beer and to pick up the water, which means also that he himself does not get too drunk. You've been in the trenches together, knowing your wingman well and he knowing you equally as well. That means that you don't have to communicate about every situation. A debonair wingman can read your body language, sign in codes, and act accordingly to help your cause. Has your conversation taken an awkward turn? A debonair wingman knows without even listening in because your good posture has suddenly turned into a slump and he's ready to jump in and change the topic for you without even making it seem too obvious. Bars being what they are, there will oftentimes be another guy who has his sights set on the same girl that you want to take home. Or sometimes her friend will seem like she's doing all that she can to make sure that your target goes home alone. A good wingman, a debonair wingman, can help you overcome this pick, commonly known as the C-block. He'll do so by running his own interference and engaging at close range the meddling guy or girl. If it's a guy, your wingman might get in his way physically and box him out so you can move in. If it's a girl, a strong wingman, a debonair wingman will start a conversation and keep it going long enough for you to work your magic. These are just a few examples of being a good wingman, a debonair wingman. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? Are you debonair are you debonair enough for that? No, I'm too much of a degenerate. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be the wingman guy to go. That's Chuck Morrison being very debonair. He is uh, out with the Patriots today on flight uh, for the game tomorrow, but debonair enough to put this together for us so that we had a uh, debonair segment. And thank you for the gentleman, the debonair gentleman, Chuck Morrison, for helping us out on that. So you enjoying, enjoying the prohibition? 
Yeah, the Mexican um, right now of the two is my personal favorite. Um, I find it to be a little bit more medium bodied. Um, that was my thought going into this. Um, I think I'm actually going to change my mind. I found the broadleaf to have much more flavor to it today, where last night I would have been totally the opposite. Um, perhaps last night it was because I smoked the Mexican first before moving to the broadleaf. Today we did it in reverse. And uh, I'm going to lean toward the broadleaf as my favorite of the day. Which would be the brown one. Which would be the brown with the white instead of the white with the brown. You have that correct. It was you just... have that correct. Not that there's anything wrong with the other one, but I, I choose the brown also. And what I'm going to do for the remainder of the show is actually light the brown one up and smoke both of them so that I can be sure and have the answer at the very end of the show to make sure. But that's where I'm leaning to right now. So uh, we have uh, something in the mailbag. We have any Congratulations, more? Skippy. You've got mail. <coughs> You've got mail. There's a letter in your mailbox. Today's letter states, I usually use a street cutter, a guillotine. Yep. And I see each week when you continue to use only a guillotine, even when the lighter you use comes with a bullet cutter. I sometimes use a wedge cutter, also known as a V cutter. You are the Cigar Authority. What is the difference, and will it have any effect on the taste of my cigars? Well, what do you think, Barry? I think when you're using a guillotine, you're cutting the cigar across the shoulders. You're opening it up more. Thus, you're getting more of the tobacco, which will allow you to enjoy all of the filler that's offered within the cigar. By using a bullet, you limit the area of uh, export of the smoke, not getting everything that there is in the cigar. And the same goes for the wedge cutter slash V cutter. That's my personal opinion. That is correct. Also, that is the correct answer. You should use a straight guillotine cut at all times, every time, if you can do it properly. And the proper way is to cut the cap of the cigar not too far, not to go into below the cap, because if you do, the cigar will unravel on you. If you know how to cut a cigar properly, always use a straight guillotine cutter, and you're going to get more flavor. If you were to drink a glass of wine, and use the big open mouth uh, glass, you're going to get aroma and, and flavor to the, to the glass of wine. If you drank that same glass of wine through a straw, let's assume, this, the wine is not going to taste the same. Actually, you're going to miss everything. That would be a juice box. <clears throat> right, right. <laughs> so uh, the answer is uh, use a guillotine cut. Learn how to cut that cigar properly. Open it up so you can have that flavor. But having a lighter with a... Uh, Bullet built at the bottom is a good backup. Good in a pinch. Yeah, good in a pinch, but I would certainly open it up if, if at all possible, and you're going to get more flavor to it. Uh, and that is the correct answer. Um, it is time to go into the aging room right now with Old Fat Freddy, and we'll see what uh, he has to say. Jessica, cover your ears. Huh, he said it's on page three, and it's not on page three. So give me a second all here. Right. I'll give you uh, a second. As right now, I am lighting, uh, I am smoking both prohibitions at the same time. I have one in one hand, one in the other. <clears throat> uh, I don't recommend you kids do this at home. I am a professional, and I'm able to do something like this. Although, as a retailer, I recommend it because we could have double the sales in a day by you guys smoking two cigars at the same time, all the time. And we'll go from professional to the unprofessional. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. 
They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, when you call the incontinence hotline, first they make you push one for English, and then they put you on hold. I'm incontinent for crying out loud. In my day, the only way to put number one on hold was with a clothespin with a stiff spring. Nowadays, the discharge process from the hospital can take hours. There is paperwork, insurance, protocol, and you have to find your underwear. In my day, the doc based his decision to discharge you on a gentle squeeze while you coughed. Nowadays, all people care about is that the food is made from white meat. In my day, World War III broke out between me and 11 siblings over the turkey legs or wings. The darker the fruit, the sweeter the meat, Papa Fat Freddy would always say. We were clothespin men with no problems discharging that were not afraid to eat the dark meat. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Hey, Doc, I said gentle squeeze. <laughs> Old Fat Freddy. We'll have him on live. We're going to do that. We're going to bring him on live, and we'll see uh, if he can pull it off. And also, uh, if, he, if he knows uh, some of these old people I talk about in the uh, classic segment of the dates that they were born on. Um, smoking both prohibitions right now, and it's amazing. The wrapper is the only change up on these two cigars and how dramatic different each one of these tastes. Two totally, completely different flavor profiles. Two totally, completely uh, strength profiles. Yep. It's amazing how the wrapper, which I guess accounts for at least 60% of the cigar. This proves it. Just changes things up. This proves it. Uh, I recommend you try both at the same time. Let's, let's double sales. Double fisting. That's it. Is, is that what it's called? Double fisting? I believe so. I think old Fat Freddy can use that in one of his uh, taglines, maybe. <laughs> oh, I'd be scared to think where that would go. So we uh, next week, I believe, is uh, uh, Cigar Citizen Steve Saka, former president of Drew Estates, is joining us. Yeah, who week? I ran into last night, and okay. uh, I was actually rather surprised that he knew who I was. There we go. You're, you're Barry Stein on the Cigar Authority. Get ready for it, man. This is it. You don't get a million downloads without people knowing who you are, especially in the industry. Um, I'm sure he listens and watches the show. Hi, Steve. I know you're watching. Um, he will be on next week. It'll be an interesting show, never, nevertheless, uh, because we will be revealing the Blind Taste Test 2014. This has been going on since August 16th that we've had uh, slightly under 500 people participate in this taste test with us. Uh, it started off with eight cigars. The idea was one versus two, and on from there, we're going to reveal all the information on every single one of these cigars uh, to let you know who won and what, by what percentages and how people like the cigar without the band on it, without knowing the cigar that they were smoking. I was putting together some of the stats this week, and I was actually surprised to see what uh, some of the cigars were and even some of the results. Yep. So it'll be a very interesting reveal show, to right. say the least. So that's uh, Steve Saka along with us and the reveal of the Blind Taste Test. So tune in next week for that. Um, also, uh, following that will be uh, Black Saturday, the day after Black Friday. We'll have Eric Hansen uh, with his Icon Cigar, the uh, Cigar of the Year this year. And uh, we will reveal the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. So we've got lots coming up, uh, so stick around for that. Remember, folks, this show and every show on the Cigar Authority is absolutely free. So don't be asking for your money back. 
free is worth it, don't you think? So for Mr. Jonathan, who's on vacation, we'll have him back next week. Chuck Morrison, I believe he will not be back next week. Uh, for Barry Stein, I'm David Garofalo. Thanks once again and every time listen, for listening to this mess called The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And if you learned nothing more for the past two hours, learn this. When smoking your Rocky Patel Prohibition Mexican, just keep the lit end out of your mouth. See you next week. I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars... You can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie Heaven.